back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. Coming to you guys live from Labor Day. I had to take this, you know, the Sunday off to, to record because I actually lost my voice on Saturday. I'm still kind of gaining it back. The Huskies won. Uh, called for it on the podcast, called for it in my preview article. And from the very first whistle and from the very beginning of that game, it was apparent that every single man in that locker room, coaches included, players included, staff members included, wanted that victory simply more than Georgia Tech. And they put it on them right away. I mean, a very dominating performance for NIU, given the circumstances of going 0-6 last season, being one of the youngest teams in the nation, and basically playing up against a Power 5 opponent. As NIU would call it, it was a boneyard victory. Uh, The final score was 22-21, and I mean, come on, man. Coach Hammock going for two to win the game, knowing we haven't won a game in 649 days. The brass, the courage, the braveness, the ability to trust every single person in that huddle to go out there and do their one of one. And and as you know, death taxes and Tyrese Ritchie, Rocky Lombardi, you know, he rolls out, he's under pressure. He takes an absolute shot. He gets drilled. Tyrese Ritchie with the catch in the end zone to put the Huskies up 22-21. to 21. And, you know, obviously, 60-yard field goal was attempted. Even if it didn't get blocked, I don't think it would have been made. But all guts, all glory. Uh, I'm so proud of this team. Like, I – first and foremost, I cried on Saturday. I have a video of – me sitting at the table waiting to get into the press conference, just like, like I couldn't believe it, man. As you guys may know, we've done this podcast for about two years. And the first game I went to, we won Western Michigan. We have not won a game since. And again, like I said on last week's episode, I can't control that narrative or I can't control whether or not we win or lose, but I can control the narrative of how the game went after we lost. And yeah, is, is there points in the game where I do think that we really could have put it on them and, and been up and not had been in that position to let them back in the game? But you had to figure at a certain point, Georgia Tech was eventually going to find their rhythm. And it's just crazy to me, man. Like, Harrison Whaley, if you look at the numbers, 27 carries for 144 yards, five yards a pop against a power five opponent. That offensive line was moving bodies. He was taking care of business, getting to the second and third level, and he had a touchdown as well. Uh, Rocky Lombardi, 11 for 17, 136 yards, eight yards, uh, eight yards of completion, two touchdowns. First game as a Husky, I would have liked to see more passing, but I feel like the way the game worked out, and if you look at it, 42 carries for our running backs. Uh, if you include Tyrese Ritchie in there, seven for Clint, five for Rocky, and, and 27 for Harrison Whaley, the workhorse, the workhorse of this game. They played phenomenal. I'm so proud of the offensive line. I'm so proud of the offense for, for, you know, leading the way and getting us up early in that game. And, and I cannot stress this enough. The defense came to battle, absolutely battle. Junkyard victory for the boys back there. And it, should, it shouldn't go without being said that we had no idea who was going to play opposite of Jordan Gandy. And I think Eric Rogers answered the call. I just checked this morning, uh, and Coach Hammock actually – gave Eric Rogers his hard way player of the game. So for Eric, seven total tackles, five solo, phenomenal game. And how about our guy Lance DeVoe, man? We had Lance DeVoe on the show about a week and a half ago. He did get a scoop and score taken off the board, but Lance was all 
over the field. Sideline to sideline, 12 total tackles, eight solo. He had his gold grills in too, man. Coolest guy on the field by a, by a thousand, by a million. One of our starting linebackers has gold grills. You can't duplicate that. Often, you know, often imitated, never duplicated. Lance DeVoe absolutely laid it all out there on Saturday. Uh, some sad news, I guess you would say, from Saturday. Probably the most, like, I, I was, my heart stopped. I, I, I was very, very, like, sad and just, like, shit. Devin Lafayette went down, taken off in an ambulance. Heart goes out to him and his family. All his family and friends. That was his homecoming game. He was playing in his home state of Georgia, and he was playing well. He still had six tackles going into that moment, but Devin was taken off on a stretcher. It was reported yesterday by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or Atlanta Constitution Journal, however which way you say it, that Devin did successfully complete surgery, and he is, he's back. Um, you know, I, I sent Devin a DM, uh, someone who's been on the show twice, someone that I'd like to consider a friend, I wish him nothing but the best, man, and, and I really – my heart goes out to him and his family, and we can't wait to see you back out on that field, Devin. But back to the performance, from a defensive standpoint, they did exactly what they said they were going to do. They kept Jeff Sims at bay, and, and again, Jeff Sims did end up getting hurt later on in the game, but three for eight, 21 yards. Uh, on the ground, he was six for 34. And overall, I mean – NIU only gave up 156 passing yards when the backup came in, Jordan Yates. He did a pretty good job at, at getting Georgia Tech back in the game and moving them down the field, but it was too much too early for NIU, and we really, I really would have liked to see them go up maybe 21-0. I know the Lance DeVoe uh, fumble recovery got overturned, and, and that would have been like – that could have been curves. That would have been daggers. Like, it's hard to come back from a 21-point lead, especially in week one, especially the way that – you know, especially the way the Huskies were playing. But they did end up giving up 52 carries on the ground for 273 yards. A little bit of everybody got their chance. But as a whole, the defense held very strong. And I didn't talk about it on, you know, when I was doing the live tweets enough. But the defense kept them in that game. They said, hey, we're going to take Sims and make him beat us with his arm. And even with Yates in there, 12 for 18 for 135 yards, whether it's a half of football or not, you know, as a total, passing defense they did their job 15 to 26 for 156 yards and you know going into this week the question marks were in the secondary we didn't really know what we were going to get from that secondary and of course they answered the call coach jackson called a great game followed coach eisen has called a great game i would have liked to see more shots but you know if you if you go back about a year when we interviewed coach when we interviewed coach eisen previous to last season I'm kind of like sitting there and hearing his voice in my head talking about, you know, how we like to, you know, we run the football first. We're amazing at running the football. We like getting everything established. And then you take your shot. And I would have liked to see more shots, but I, I really do think that the shots were calculated. Tyrese Ritchie had a nice, a nice grab. He didn't get as many catches as I thought, but his, his 39 yarder really set the tone early. Messiah Travis won for 20. Waylee won for 16. Clint had three out of the backfield. Cole caught one. Miles Joyner caught two and his first touchdown. And that guy's going to be a problem. I'm so excited to see uh, how Miles Joyner really ascends into that role, and as well as our guy Liam Sorhan. But yeah, from a defensive standpoint, would have liked to see us get some turnovers. Uh, we had one fumble recovery by Eric Rodgers, but would have liked to see maybe an interception. I still think Lance DeVoe scored that touchdown, but again, that's why I don't wear a zebra suit and not work. I talk about the game instead of working the game or you know, being the official or a player. 
Coach Hammock, I swear, I still have one year of eligibility left if you need someone to run down on kickoff. But, yeah, I mean, it was a very emotional Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Like, I – going into a college game day, it's, it's like when I wake up in the morning, I'm just starting to visualize, like, hey, how, how is my team going to go out and win? And how, how are they going to succeed? And, you know, I talk about sports and people listen. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for having, you know, the people that we do, the great people that support this show. But, like – I I had such a fan, like a fan moment on Saturday that it was like, I cannot believe that we did this, that we pulled this off. We went down into Atlanta in a hostile environment and every single player, man, they played their ass off. They played their heart out. I'm so proud of Rosterman one all the way down. Everybody on the coaching staff, the athletic training staff, Sean Frazier. Holy crap. Sean Frazier was having a day yesterday on the timeline. He kept doing his little pose. Uh, he did one with the coffee, one with the Bloody Mary, and then I don't really know what the third one was. But Sean Frazier, man, someone that, that saw it through, trusted the process, you know, he stayed with us. He's been linked to other big, you know, big 10 jobs and, and bigger jobs at NIU. And he stayed with us, man. And, and all you Coach Hammockators and all the people that, that need that instant gratification of us winning a MAC championship every year. Pipe down, take it easy. You're watching a master at work. Coach Hammock's got his guys. He showed us out there on Saturday what he can do with a team that has the camaraderie of playing together, the chemistry, the experience. And like he said when he came on this very show at MAC Media Day, they're bigger, they're faster, and they're stronger. So we saw all of that on display on Saturday. And I could not be more proud of this team and I could not be more proud to be a Husky because, you know, you look at the way the non-conference is set up. We have two games that everyone in the world expected us to lose. That's Georgia Tech and then that's in a week and a half or about 10 days from now at Michigan. I'm not saying we're going to beat Michigan. We can beat Michigan. Michigan beat the brakes off of Western Michigan last week. I didn't expect that. I thought the Broncos would have a little bit of a better showing, but hey, we're on to Wyoming. Uh, we're we're underdogs again. This last week, we were 18-point underdogs. Win the game outright. Take that, Vegas. You know nothing. And, and two, how about this? How about all those blue checkmark brigade nerds, all those people that, that are in a position higher than me that get paid to talk about the MAC conference and to talk about college football? Very wrong about NIU. You know nothing about us, okay? You can't sit here and say, based off of last year, we're going to be the 120th worst team in college football. That's just not how it works. Okay. Ryan McGee, uh, VSPN, probably punching all the air in his office because he had us listed for a three-way tie with Bowling Green and Akron as like a three-way trio of just shit. And I can't stand it, man. It's going to feel great if they're able to, to follow this up with another victory at home at Husky Stadium for the first time in front of fans and and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I was a little worried at the reception we would receive if we didn't win week one. There is zero excuse to not be at Husky Stadium on Saturday. There's zero excuse. There is also zero excuse to not be a fanny's on Tuesday. So real quick, got to get this out, man, because it's only, it's only one day away. I'm, I'm recording this Monday morning. Happy Labor Day, everyone. I kind of figured... With the holiday and with everything going on, it would be kind of a tough listen day for us and might as well just record the episode Monday. 
put it out Tuesday. You guys will have it for your commute. Be ready to roll going into Tuesday. Get your mind thinking about the Fatties live show. So on Tuesday, I will be going to Fatties on Tuesday evening. And at 6 p.m., we're going to have our first live show. So joining me this Tuesday will be Fatties sponsored athlete and NIL signed athlete, Braden Patton. And then joining me will also be Braden's roommate, who is also a Fatty-sponsored athlete through the NIL, and that's tight end Liam Sorhan. So real quick, just got to get this out there, man. Fatty's Pub and Grill in DeKalb is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the Huskies on Tap podcast. Come see why Fatty's is the place to be before and after every home game. And when the team is on the road, be at Fatty's for the away game watch parties. Our old co-host Ethan was, was trying to get there on Saturday during the game, and he said, the line was wrapped around the culverts and all the way up to the red roof in. So if you get there, get there early so you can get your seat. You're nice and close by the TV. Okay? They're going to carry those away game watch parties all season long. They have just about damn near every TV in there. Could be dedicated to the game. They have so many TVs in there. But like I said, on Tuesday, this week, several different Tuesdays throughout the season will keep you updated as those Tuesdays come along. We're going to be live with the Huskies on Tap podcast at Fatties. And like I said, we're going to have two guests this week. It's going to be Braden Patton and Liam Sorhan. We really look forward to seeing you guys out there. Just chatting with Braden yesterday. It's my guy, man. I got him in, you know, I've had him in several classes. He's been on the show a few times. Braden is, he has been a very big part of building this show. Um, and, and I can't thank Braden enough. And I can't wait to get to know Liam. So if you got some free time tomorrow, 6 p.m. Tuesday. By the time you listen to it, it'll be later this afternoon. So Tuesday, September 7th, 6 p.m., BF Fatties. Come join us. Come grab a burger or a beer after work, and let's talk NIU football, and let's build this momentum going into next week. If you guys need the address, it is 1312 West Lincoln Highway in DeKalb. And for more information, go to fattiespub.com. Yeah, man, what a game. What a finish. Back to the two-point conversion, I kind of knew going into that drive because, like, all right, so we give up the lead late, and my heart, my heart stopped, man. I was like, I've seen this, I've seen this movie too many times. I've seen, you know, we play, we play the best game of our lives for three quarters, and then at the end, we kind of fall off. It kind of reminded me of the Ball State game last year, but the guys finished. You know, they they came to play, and going down late. What a test for Rocky Lombardi. What a test for that offense. What a test for Coach Eisenis to get that lead back or to even get down and tie the game. So going into that drive, obviously I'm a little worried, but I knew once we got into that end zone or, you know, get the touchdown, however which way you want to cut it, that Coach Hammock is a huge two-point conversion guy. And like Coach said, we came here to win the game. We expected to win the game. And that's what we did. And all guts, all glory. I, I couldn't believe it, man. Like I said, I was running. I was screaming. I was jumping. I was all over the place. And grown man tears were shed. I mean, I may not be a player on the team, but countless hours have been put into creating this show. And countless hours have been put into articles and research and money of my own pocket spending to, to cover this team and follow this team. And now we have a victory. We have some momentum. The first victory of this podcast for the football team. And it's been two years. And I don't care about those two years. Those years are gone. This year's team is talented. They're, 
They're going to make some noise. And like I said on the preview episode, the plus 18 was a lock, and I called for them to win the game, and they damn near, and they did it. They did it. They did it the most junkyard way, a 22-21 victory. And the boys were buzzing. And that leads us into this week against Wyoming, which is a home game at 1230 out there at Husky Stadium. And I would expect some of the same. I know there might be some of a, like, like a hangover factor or this could be like a letdown game. Coach Hammock will make sure that those guys are ready to roll and get situated for this game to make sure that we can upset Wyoming again next week because we, I believe, are uh, touchdown underdogs, which in comparison to last week isn't really much. And, and as you guys saw, it means nothing. It's just what Vegas does. But, you know, Clint Rakovich to catch that touchdown to make it 21 to 20 from our, our brand new quarterback. Transfer to transfer, man. The double transfer, friend of the show, to get the game down one. And, you know, I'm actually looking, I'm watching the replay right now. But the poise, the throw, the kid with the, the kid with his hand around his head. Oh my God! All the crowd shots too. The crowd shots of the Georgia Tech fans were phenomenal, and I, I can't stress it enough. This team flat out wanted this win more. They deserve this win more. And I mean, just take a look. I, I changed our Twitter header to the co- to the picture of Coach Hammock celebrating the win with his arms up, just seeing that they won. And it's like, if seeing that picture and seeing that joy doesn't make you want to go to work for that man, then I don't know what else would. Um, as I've said on this show, man, Coach Hammock, he's like a coach. He's literally, my, he's my coach. Like, if you would say it like that, like, I don't call him Thomas. I don't call him, you know, Mr. Hammock. I call him coach. I mean it. He's my guy. He has done so much for me just being, a, you know, a student at NIU who has the interest in the athletic program enough to cover them. And he's done everything that I could have asked for him, you know, regarding the show. And I've always believed in him. And it was amazing to see coach Hammock have that trust in his team and his brand new quarterback in his first game to go out there and handle business. So again, an emotional night for me, a very like, the last time I cried while watching a sporting event was when the Cubs won the World Series. And this was a week one football game on the road. Like, it, it, it's amazing what sports can do. And I feel bad for people that don't like sports. But phenomenal performance. Um, we're on to week two. We're on to Wyoming. And real quick, I'm going to give my my players of the game, my player of the game performance for the offensive side of the ball. It's going to be Harrison Whaley. 27 carries, 144 yards, and a touchdown. The kid just runs with a tenacity that cannot be matched. He has so much heart. And the way he played out there on Saturday, he got the early touchdown to get us up early, to get us ahead and get the momentum rolling. Harrison Whaley is my offensive player of the game for week one against Georgia Tech. And on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go Lance DeVoe. 11 tackles, got the scoop and score taken away from us, but the defensive leader, Mr. Gold Grills, man, such a vibe, such a look too, man. Like imagine you lining up. And you just look across. You just see you see Lance with the gold grills with like that grin, man. He has such a good like like football guy face that it's like if I saw Lance in the trenches, I'm running out of bounds. Point blank period. Lance did his thing out there. And you know, they end up winning the game. Lance, my defensive player of the game, Harrison Whaley on offense. And it, and it should be noted. Matt Ference on special teams because we didn't really have any great returns, no field goals. Matt Ference always controls the field position game and is one of the best punters in the nation. 
and an absolute weapon for our team. I could not be prouder of this team. And I can't, I cannot wait to see what week two holds. I mean, I know it's Wyoming. I know it's, it's a team that is a non-conference game, but it's our first home game with fans in damn near two years. I mean, I know we had a little bit of fans uh, last season with the, you know, friends and family and the people that were close to the players, but this year it's going to be different. I need you guys. If you're a listener of this show, I need you guys there. Uh, I need the fans. We need the fans. We need a loud, a hostile environment for Wyoming and let's make it difficult. Let's make sure the 12th man is out in full effect. Like I said earlier in the show, uh, we're going to be out there tomorrow. It'll be later on tonight by the time you hear this show at Fatty's Pub and Grill, 1312 West Lincoln Highway, with Liam Sorahan and Braden Patton. Just chopping it up, shooting the shit. We'll be there for about an hour. Like I said, come get a burger, come get a beer, come hang out. I'm sure there's going to be, they're going to be doing autographs. And like I said last week, it's going to be pretty lenient. If there's crowd, you know, members that have questions to ask, Absolutely. We'll pass you the mic. We're going to get everybody involved. This is something that I've dreamed about since I was that little six-year-old kid watching SportsCenter and said it's Hum and Jerry. This is a dream come true. I cannot thank Tim and Jeff enough for believing in me and for believing in the vision that I have for this company, for the Huskies on Tap podcast, and just everything in general. It's going to be a great time. We look forward to seeing you out there on Tuesday. We'll be back with a live pod or with a recorded version of Tuesday's show. And then I'll be recording a pregame show for this upcoming game against Wyoming, kind of lay out what we need to do. Some of their key players go through an injury report. I'll be back out at Chessick tomorrow morning. So I got a really busy day to be back at the Chessick for the press conference in the morning uh, with coach Hammock and with whichever players would be available. And then tomorrow night, be at Fatties or be square. We'll see you there. We'll be set up in the front area uh, right there by the stage. Got him in the front corner. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you there. We'll be out there on Saturday. Boots on the ground, ready to watch another NIU football victory. But that's all we got for you guys today. This was another episode of Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. You can also follow our main account on Instagram and Twitter at Huskies on Tap. We appreciate everyone for listening. We'll see you guys out at Fatty's on Tuesday. We'll see you out at Husky Stadium on Saturday. We got nothing else for you guys. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got drinks of living lavish. In the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks of living lavish. In the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with the they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping it hard.